Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, I am 24, super, super late. Pause the music, please. Eight to stop queen. God, man, I am just in love with the bright, bright, bright person that was like, hey, guys, we are going to fucking put out NBA games super, super late at night. Why? I don't know why. I I don't know why, for the love of Christ, the NBA thought that it was a brilliant idea to fucking make these games so late at night. Game for me started at around, God, man, it started at like 10 o'clock. I mean, it went until like one, okay? It's two. The reason why it's so late for me is because I was also like watching uh, Inside the NBA on TNT. I was watching that, and I just, I loved it. Loved uh, the Lakers winning tonight. We'll talk about it. LeBron James doing his thing. But I'm just so exhausted. I'm just so tired from... From, uh, from just, I mean, it's, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm tired. I'm pausing my music. So, today we got a lot of, of sports to talk about. Basketball, draft. Want to get you ready for it here in the next couple of days. Already an awesome, awesome, awesome play-in day. Despite how late it's been. Jesus Christ, man. But NBA had an absolute banger of a night tonight. Wednesday. God, ESPN gets the short end of the stick. They get freaking, I think, Oklahoma City versus the Pelicans tomorrow. And then they also get... like so They get essentially the two worst games. Essentially. Of, of the of of the play-in, Bulls at Toronto Raptors and Oklahoma at Pelicans. Like, who wants to watch those games? I don't, but I will tomorrow. I'll be taking tomorrow off, like I always do. But beyond that, it's it, like I, I'm not excited to watch those games. Anyways, we'll talk about LeBron. We'll talk about the Lakers. We'll talk about basketball. We'll talk about the draft. Coming up, ladies and gentlemen, right here, 24's podcast. Queen, cool cat, because you're a cool cat. God, man. Queen, I talked about it on Friday when I was just listening to pop music for an hour. Talked about how Queen has just so much range as a band. Like, some of my favorite discoveries for artists isn't discovering, like, ooh, you know, this artist 
uh, they were they were doing this at the be at the beginning of their career. Now they're doing this. You know, this artist has changed. It's it's the common common criticism that you'll hear from people that are into bands. The band either never changes or they change. And for me, one of the funnest things to discover about an artist isn't that they've changed or that they haven't changed, but it's that they have range. They have depth to them as artists. And when you listen to Queen, it's like they'll put out this song. And obviously, Freddie Mercury is just an incredible artist. But they'll put out Cool Cat. And then they'll also put out a song like We Will Rock You and things of that nature. Kind of these like soft rock or hard rock songs, I guess. And the timbre, the range of his vocals change, vibe changes. Everything is just different. The tempo, everything. The intensity at which they play their instruments to the actual instruments themselves change. It's great. Great music. Love Queen. Who doesn't love Queen? I mean, I know like, like everybody loves Queen, but, you know, again, Queen, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome band. I was having this weird little dilemma before I got onto the podcast. I'm reading, once again, three books at the exact same time, Jade City, or Jade Legacy, which is a part of the Greenbone Saga by Fonda Lee. It's a fictional book. They're all fictional books. Way of Kings and Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson. Not a huge fan of Mistborn. I don't know why people are so juiced up and jazzed up about Mistborn. I'm like 300 pages in, and I'm like, when is it supposed to get good? I'm 300 pages into a 1,200-page Way of Kings, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm into this. I can feel that there's some stuff about to happen. Love the Jade War or Greenbone saga, uh, saga by Fonda Lee. Love that series. But there is this weird thing, right? Because I'm looking up, because uh, I'm into books now, so I'll watch content online about books there are these content creators called booktubers and it's called booktube it's kind of like tiktok book talk it's like like i hate the whole book thing with whatever platform they're on like book talk for tiktok and booktube for youtube i'll just refer to these as like content creators that read books just i don't know like i i don't know what what gamers are on twitch call themselves it's just like they're just i don't know they're just twitch streamers you know but again because i've been reading i've been kind of fascinated with some of these communities one thing that i've constantly seen is like people reading manga and reading a lot of manga and counting it as like it's like books i've read different comic books this year and i think comic books if you don't know comic books and manga Manga is like Japanese comic books, by the way, just in case if we're not on the up and up on that. But some content creators count, like, I, I remember I was watching this video of this girl that read, for some weird reason, like 30-something books in a month, which is around the amount of books that I read in a year, and she had read, like, I don't even remember, it seems fake video like what what the fuck was it i don't know how many books she read but it was like like she had read like seventy thousand or seventeen thousand pages or something like that let me look look it up it was a ridiculous number but she had read like seventy thousand pages or seventy yeah seventy thousand pages Hold on 
And then. Was it this? I don't know, but she had read like a shit ton of fucking books. And she was, oh my god. No, 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 no. She had read 200 books in a year. In one month, she had read like 30. And her, in like the amount of pages that she read in a year were like 71,000. Hold on. It was like 71,959. It's like almost, we'll just count it as 72,000, right? She read 72,000 books, 200, 72,000 pages, excuse me, 200 fucking books. And it's like the majority of the books that she read were like manga. And I was like, that's, that's cheating. <laughs> I'm like, that's fucking, that's cheating. That's fucking cheating okay that's fucking cheating there's no fucking way that you can like like it's manga it's like like the two biggest genres that she read were fantasy and manga and i was like that's cheating that's fucking cheating she read over 80 fantasy books which isn't and then she read over 50 manga that's cheating that's cheating that's a quarter of the books that you read we're just manga. It's like, bro, do you realize I have, hold on. I have, I have like 20 rave master books, which is like an old anime from the late 1990s, early 2000s that I plan on getting every volume this year. I'm missing like 12. I'm missing 12 volumes. I plan on doing that this year, but it's like, do you realize I could read like 18 volumes or what is it? It's like not 18 it's like 20 volumes i have 20 volumes behind me i can read 20 volumes and then bada bing bada boom i've just read quote unquote 20 books i have like 40 to 50 naruto books in my closet right now i can read those it's cheating reading manga is cheating i get it if you read one and then you're done okay like i'll read one comic book and then i'm done right from like one specific series i'll read one and then i'm done right if i read more that doesn't count it's like way too many people are trying to read way too many books nowadays i've never seen something like that before in my entire fucking life there's 200 books that's insane i read at the a pay pay pages or not 50 pages but 50 books in a year 200 is insane that's four years of reading why are you reading that much? There is not that much good content. There is no way that you can read that much amount of content in a year and be like, yep, you're well spent. There's no way. It's like, did you w watch any TV? Any? I don't, I'd like, I don't want to shame people or whatever, but it's just like, goodness gracious. How do you read 200 books in a year and look back on that and be like, I am 1000% satisfied. I don't know. It's just insane. It's like, I, I talk about this all the time. I'm like, I'm shocked that some people are these fucking killers when it comes to reading. They'll read like a shit ton of books in a year, like a ridiculous amount of content. And I'm just like, like how, how is that a thing? How do you do that? I don't know.
Like Ted Lasso is is still going on. I think the Mandalorian is still happening right now. Succession. We got Demon Slayer. I had to take off for a couple of days for reading because I was so interested in all this other content. Like Jesus Christ. Sorry, I'm 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 so tired. I'm getting an actual headache right now because of how tired I am. God, I'm tired. I apologize. Let me uh let me get my computer charger. Give me like two seconds. Hold on. Ironically enough, talking about reading, it's just, it's so late. I have like 11 pages to read in one book, and then I have like, I have like 22 overall pages. I'm going to read 70 pages tomorrow. It's, it's so tiring. I'm so tired right now. Ugh, gosh. That's not your problem. That's my problem. Our problem that I'm going to list off. Maybe not our problem, Jesus Christ. You're going to have to forgive me because, again, I'm tired. That was a terrible... That was a terrible attempt at trying to tie in a subject to talk about basketball here. We had an awesome, awesome, awesome night of basketball games tonight. And this, to me, is why the play-in should exist. Some people have been against the play-in tournament. I've been all for it because it extends the NBA postseason which i've always said if you have one option or the other you always extend the playoffs and the postseason rather than the regular season and some people just don't get it right they they want more money so you're going to earn quote unquote more money uh like baseline i guess like like numbers wise in theory if you have more regular season games in my opinion in actuality in practice I think you get almost the same if not more if you actually have more playoff games because you sell not just more tickets consistently because not every single person goes to every single regular season game but you sell more tickets more consistently consistently yes excuse me because you like it's a playoff game it matters it means more right but then on top of that, the playoff tickets are way more expensive because it's the playoffs. So, I don't know. It, 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 it frustrates me how some people look at how to make more money. It's like there is ways to make more money and also to make the actual sport better when you're watching it. So, hmm. Playing tournament was awesome. Atlanta... Beating Miami. I caught the tail end of it. Really not even the tail end of it. Tail end of like the first quarter. First half, actually. I was like asleep. I was exhausted, ironically enough. I was asleep. Woke up to Miami getting the crap beaten out of them tonight. And then Miami kind of stormed back in the third quarter. And they came back. And they made it close up until really the third or fourth quarter. It was the, actually the fourth quarter where... Atlanta really just pulled away, and they were just, they were obviously going to win. Atlanta won. Atlanta's in the playoffs. Miami absolutely freaking choked the uh, the game tonight. 
falling to Atlanta in kind of a disgraceful fashion, in all honesty. They should have won that basketball game tonight. Well, they didn't. They didn't play well. But, you know, layup for them. They get another chance at, I think, whoever comes out of Toronto versus Chicago tomorrow. Technically tonight. It's going to be confusing time-wise because it's early in the morning. But Miami went down hard to Atlanta tonight. Wasn't really that competitive. It was close at points, but wasn't really that competitive for the majority of the game. Now, the interesting game that actually happened tonight that was super competitive and super interesting was the Minnesota Timberwolves versus the Los Angeles Lakers because it was close. It went down in overtime. LeBron James, before overtime, freaking swings it, drives hard on the inside, baseline. Looks as if I was about to say, I was like, LeBron is about to freaking... He's about to freaking clutch this. He's about to freaking hit this reverse layup. Nope, he doesn't hit the reverse layup. Everyone crashes down on LeBron as he drives to the inside. He kicks it, swings it to freaking Dennis Schroeder sitting in the corner. The Lakers were struggling all night long to hit threes. And Dennis Schroeder comes up with the biggest three of the freaking night, sinks it. It was a tie ball game at the time, but Dennis Schroeder... Freaking clutches it out for the Lakers. Lakers go up with like 12 seconds left until Anthony Davis freaking fouls Mike Conley. Mike Conley hits all three of his free throws because he fouled him behind the freaking perimeter. Conley hits all three free throws. We're going in overtime. The Lakers dominate the freaking Timberwolves in overtime. Lakers move on. Looks like they're going to play Memphis. I think it's going to be a 4-2 series. Lakers. I mean, everyone's going to say, well, the Lakers shouldn't have won. It was close and things of that nature. Timberwolves played a really, really great game tonight. They did. Lakers were a little bit off. The Timberwolves were a little bit on. Lakers were hitting 32% from the field from three-point. The Timberwolves were 16 of 41. The interesting thing about the Timberwolves being 16 of 41 from three is that a certain point, they were actually 50%. They were 16 of 32. They missed nine straight threes. That's the interesting part. But the reason why the Timberwolves, and by the way, there was times where the Timberwolves almost had a 20-point lead against the Lakers. But that lead correlated with their ability to shoot threes. And once they were able or unable to shoot threes and land shots, that's when you saw the score kind of coming down, right? Now, unless the Memphis Grizzlies are about to freaking shoot like 50% from the field, or excuse me, 50% from free throw, not free throw, from three consistently, I don't think the Memphis Grizzlies are going to beat the Lakers. That's just my opinion. But the Timberwolves are a super interesting team. Carl Anthony Towns tonight, Played his fucking ass off. Played his guts out. You feel bad for him because he did so much for the team. Offensively and defensively. Mike Conley had a resurgence. He was really, really good tonight. Anthony Edwards was terrible. Not He only had nine points. But Carl Anthony Towns was the reason why the freaking Lakers struggled as well as Mike Conley. And you feel for the Timberwolves because they really should have won the game. But... They couldn't close out the game, and they lost. 
They lost it. There's so much back and forth, so much tension, so many, so much different polarity happening. Great night for basketball. It's the reason why, in my opinion, this needed to happen. The play-in tournament needing to be extended into uh, into the next couple of of seasons. And it's working out very, very well for the NBA. So, good job on the NBA extending the, uh, the play-in tournament. It's awesome. Great. I'm not excited for tomorrow. The only thing that sucks about the play-in tournament is games like tomorrow where just two games that we're just not interested at all in. It's going to suck. Oh, my God. But it is what it is, unfortunately. I'm rewatching the Atlanta, the Atlanta versus the Miami Heat game right now. They're gonna get swept. <laughs> Atlanta, Atlanta's gonna get swept. They're either gonna, I mean, they're, they're gonna go up against Boston, so it's like they're they're probably gonna get swept, or they're going to drop. They're gonna pick up one game, but they're gonna get swept more likely than not. We'll see. We'll see what happens though. As I'm watching Ice Cold Trey, how is it that like? Atlanta, literally during a playoff game, and the boys, the boys from inside the NBA, they covered it perfectly. They were like, how does it get out that upper management is potentially looking to trade Trey Young literally the day of a playoff game? And then they called him, they called Ice Cold Trey, Treyway, they called him literally hours before the game and they flew with upper management to Miami to reassure Trey Young that that report was false. And it's just like, they said, they implied that that was bullshit. They said that they being inside the, uh, the NBA on TNT. And the reason why they implied that it was bullshit, or more specifically, they implied strongly that it was weird. And it is weird. And it, I think it was kind of bullshit at the end of the day. And I also think that they had kind of realized like, oh shit, by letting this report leak, because it didn't come from nowhere, it came from somewhere, by letting this report leak before the playoffs, it kind of makes us look like a degenerate organization. And they would be right. And so I think that it's ridiculous that that leaked. I honestly thought that it kind of didn't matter. I think, you want to know what? I think they probably thought that they were going to lose which everyone did, let's just be honest, I did as well. But because they won, and this is, by the way, before they were going to win the playoff game, but I, I don't think the timing of it doesn't matter. The fact that it, the timing of when they were like, oh, crap, we, we realize this is bad, doesn't matter. The fact that it gets out the day before playoff game matters. And some people are going to say, well, the play-in games, they don't, they're not playoff games. Yes, they are. They 1,000% are playoff games. It's like you could be eliminated from the playoffs by losing these games. I know they're not traditional playoff games, but they are 1,000% playoff games. So. Anyways. <clears throat> oh, basketball was awesome tonight. I'm just really, really exhausted from staying up all night watching basketball. 
I'm like, please, NBA, you've got to figure out these teams on the West Coast. I'm exhausted. Exhausted. Please, dear God, stop having these games. Like, like this is what I, you know what I don't understand? You want to know what I don't understand? I don't understand this. Warriors-Kings, game one, Saturday, April 15th. Do you want to know what time this game is being played at? 8 o'clock. It's being played at 8 o'clock. 8.30 to be exact. 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. We're having wall-to-wall-to-wall-to-wall NBA coverage. Brooklyn Nets versus the 76ers. That's a snooze fest. Saturday, April at 1. And then... At 3.30, we get Hawks versus, aha, aha, as Shaq says, Hawks versus Celtics at 3.30. Knicks versus Cavaliers, 5. Warriors at Kings. It's like, I, I just, I don't understand it. Why, why on God's green earth do we have these games so late in the day? So late. I'm exhausted. It was such good content, though. I had to stick around. I had to watch. Jesus Christ. On to football because I'm just, I'm so, oh, I'm so disgusted. Jeff Okuda gets traded to Atlanta for fifth round draft pick. The exact same fifth round draft pick that Atlanta got back for trading away Calvin Ridley. What do I think about Jeff Okuda moving to Atlanta? I think this is a better spot. He's he's never right in he was never right in Detroit. Detroit hates him. They think that he's a bust, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think Jeff Okuda could potentially be a good player, but it, he may I mean he's he's getting close to really just it not being very beneficial for them for Detroit to kind of seek it out. They need to potentially get another cornerback. We'll see what happens there. Detroit needs another corner if they don't already have some. Have the corner. They spent some money in free agency, kind of giving Jeff Okuda the, the nod. It's like, hey, we don't believe that you're the guy. And they really don't believe in the guy because they traded him today. Atlanta could potentially have a really, really nice secondary. A.J. Terrell's a really, really good corner. He's one of the better corners, in my opinion, in the NFL. We'll see what happens with Jeff Okuda. Jeff Okuda is just, I, I just, I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked by just how deficient he is as a football player. Hold on, let me plug in my computer. Two seconds. But Jeff gets traded. It happens. Devin White, though. Devin White is so interesting. Because Devin White, Tampa Bay's awesome linebacker. Devin White requested a trade today for no reason or for no reason that I can see he's like yes I want out of Tampa Bay now Devin White is one of the key cogs for Tampa Bay long term and Devin White is also one of the core members of the defense he's one of the reasons why Frank not Frank Vogel excuse me I'm reading himself on Twitter I apologize He's one of the reasons why Todd Bowles can really some run some of those off, uh, off ball line of scrimmage, not line of scrimmage, off ball linebacker. Again, I'm a little bit tired. Blitzes, 
with either Devin White or Levante David because Devin White is an awesome blitzer because he runs like a 4-3-40. So Devin White requested a trade today. Now, Devin is due for a multi-million dollar contract. He is easily one of the best linebackers in the NFL. I was a bit shocked that, for example, Roquan Smith got $20 million because now Devin White is like shaking his, not shaking his hands, like wiping his hands and licking his lips because he's like, I'm way better, way better than Roquan Smith, and he is. And right now, he is due $11 million probably tack on an additional 13 14 million dollars that's what he's worth so he's worth like because of how terrible the Roquan Smith contract is he's worth like in the mid 20 millions i mean he is one of the best players in the NFL and oh boohoo kachu he has a quote unquote down year last year but it still doesn't matter. We all know what he's all about. We we all know that. I mean, and by the way, a down year for him is 124 tackles, 50 assists, and 5.5 sacks. It's one of his best years on record. You know, it's not the 2020 season when uh, the Bucks won the Super Bowl where he had 140 tackles, 43 assists, practically 100 solo tackles that he was making, and like nine sacks. It's not as good as that year, but God damn, is it? Good year for him. <clears throat> but Devin is still an awesome player. He just wants to get paid, and he deserves to get paid. He's been, again, one of the best linebackers in the NFL. Easily. Easily. Wants his money. Tampa Bay has already come out and said, yeah, we're not interested in trading him because they know how valuable he is to their defense. But my question is, why? Not why wouldn't they trade him, is why would he ask out to begin with? Is it because he wants his money and they're not willing to give him money? I, I don't know why, which is why I'm asking why does he want out? Because I, I don't know. Hmm. Again, I, I love Devin White. I think he's an awesome football player. <clears throat> Anyways. Devin White wants to be traded. I think that's it for the most part. God, my head is on fire right now. Jesus Christ. It's just on. Uh, it's just on fire. I apologize. Christ. Let's talk about the draft. So, Mel Kuyper's newest mock draft has come out, and it's a two-rounder. The first two rounds. Oy vey. It's one of the weirdest mock drafts I've ever seen. It's like he's favored some teams, and other teams have just gotten the proverbial boot. Mel Kuyper is... I talked about Dan Orlovsky last night. I was just like, Dan Orlovsky is one of the worst broadcasters in the entirety uh, of the NFL. So is Mel Kuyper. Honestly, I don't understand why Mel Kuyper is still seen as like this draft expert when it's like become a thing that he's just wrong or he's ill-informed when it comes to the draft. Like the common conception is he is the popular analyst who is wrong 
consistently. And I'm like, why does he still have a job? Why is that a thing? I don't know. He still has a job. But yes, he he still unfortunately has a job as an analyst for ESPN when it comes to the draft. So, there you go. But he comes out with this new mock draft where just so many weird things happen. Like, for example, I mean, he just favored the Lions this weekend. He gave the Lions Bijan Robinson at 18, Will Anderson at 6, Jack Campbell at 48, and most importantly, Jalen Hyatt at 55, the wide receiver out of Tennessee, who I love. He's like a first-rounder. He's obviously like a first-rounder. I'm just like, you gave, it's just like, is Detroit going to get all the good damn players? Are they just going to get everybody? Are you just going to give them, it's ridiculous. It's like they get Will Anderson and Bijan and Jalen Hyatt. Those are like three of the top 20 players in the draft. It's like, and they all got them. They got them. It's like, so they're just going to get all the damn good players, I guess. Huh. Give me a break. You know what was so interesting today? What report came out? It was it was Adam Schefter again. It was Adam Schefter again, who was one of the guys that was like, I'm not 100% sure that the Carolina Panthers the number one pick in the draft. I am not sure that they will use the, not the Carolina Panthers, excuse me, I apologize, the Houston Texans. I'm not sure that they will use their first overall pick, the number, not the number one overall pick, Jesus Christ. I want to slam my head into my desk, but that would only increase my, my just, my headache. It's the Houston Texans. I apologize if you're confused. It's the Houston Texans that are reportedly considering trading away, not trading away. What? Let me, t- let me take a walk. Oh, let me see. Oh. I'm sorry, it's like almost 3 o'clock in the morning. I was going to work out today. I guess that plan is out of the window. It was the Houston Texans, I apologize, that were like, that Adam Schefter is reportedly skeptical on, on their usage of the number two overall pick. He thinks that they are still in play for it to be a non-quarterback, for it to be Will Anderson. Now, look, if it, if it I don't trust anything that comes out of Adam Schefter for the most part. I don't believe that he is that in tune to the NFL. I think that he is just popular. Here's the thing about Adam Schefter. In relation to the Houston Texans, I think the Houston Texans are that dumb. It sounds dumb. I love Bryce. I love C.J. Stroud. 
But you can't convince me that that team, that organization in Houston is very smart. They are not very smart. They are incredibly dumb. And so when Adam Schefter pulls out a report that essentially for me, for any other team would essentially just be false, I would be like, oh yeah, like that, that would be false. That's incorrect. And I would just move on with my life. But because it's Houston and because Houston is not very smart, they're not very intelligent. Houston is just a raving, raging pile of dysfunction. I kind of tend to fall like not. I, I kind of think that it could potentially be true. I don't 100% believe it. I'm like at a 30%. But that's still a lot. I think that like there's a 30% chance that Houston blows it with the second overall pick. And they're just like, yeah, we're not happy about it. Which, by the way, would essentially make the entirety of last year kind of like useless and futile. And you would potentially just be like, oh, they're going to tank for Caleb Williams or the guy out of North Carolina. I just, I, I don't know. But Houston, again, is stupid enough to actually try. Anything else about that god-awful mock draft from Mel Kuyper? No. Look, I'm tired. I'll come back on Thursday refreshed. No podcast tomorrow, unfor- or technically today. I, I apologize if uh, that this was a little bit too short, I guess, because usually I try to do an hour, but... I can only barely get through 40 minutes. It's like almost three o'clock and I am tired. I'll see you on Thursday. I'll watch the rest of the play in games. Thank God. Hopefully they aren't going to be at like 10 o'clock at night and I won't have to stay up. You want to know the problem was and is with tonight's games. The problem was and is, is that tonight's games were awesome. Specifically the Lakers. And I knew that the Lakers game was going to be awesome, which is why I like made it my mission to watch the play-in games tonight. Specifically the Lakers. I watched every minute of it. It was awesome. It was great content. And I just, I don't understand why I get it. The Lakers are playing on the West Coast. But I don't understand why the NBA is like, look, we're going to have this game local time at like... The game started for me at 10, and it finished around 1. So the game, because I think LA is like three hours behind, three, four hours behind, I think it's because I live on the East Coast. Because the Lakers were like three hours behind me, right? Their game started at 6, and I'm like, let's make the game start at 3, or 4, or 5, man. I can have a game start at 8 o'clock, but having a game start at 10 is absurd. Absurd. I'm exhausted right now. But I will see you on Thursday. We'll talk more about basketball. We'll talk a little bit more about the draft. I just have a raging headache. Oh, gosh. I will see you tomorrow. I apologize. 24's podcast.